It's camp week for the Indianapolis Colts. Finally, we got some football. Tomorrow, Chris Ballard's going to talk. Players are going to talk. Wednesday at noon, the first practice. Let's go. Cannot wait. Right? Got to see what this team's going to be. Good news for the Colts. And I'm going to reveal my all-time my all-time starters for the Indianapolis Colts. We're not going to dig back into the Baltimore Colts because, frankly, how in the world do you like Art Donovan? I don't know. You know, John Mackey, I don't know. Johnny Unitas, I don't know. With the Indianapolis Colts, I know. I'll tell you who's on the all-time team. Three guys from the current Colts on that all-time team as starters. Bad news for the Colts in terms of who's going to be available when camp starts, but not entirely unexpected news. So that's the way it goes. The Pacers, they got about $30 million in cap space. Are they going to be the third leg on the stool for a trade that involves Kevin Gar- uh, Kevin Durant? And will the Celtics be the team to go get him? We'll see. The uh, Butler Bulldogs are going to have a media availability today with Thad Mata and the team. They're going to travel a week from today to Europe. They're going to play a bunch of games over in Italy and Greece. Going to be a nice bonding experience, a nice training experience. Always good to have a new coach, just like Mike Woodson last year with the trip the Hoosiers took overseas. Always good to have that kind of bonding experience so the coach can get to know the players a little bit. Good thing. Other stuff going on. Cubs got a sweep against the Phillies. They're undefeated after the All-Star break. It's unbelievable. This is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, July 25th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson, the best plumber in the business. You got a plumbing problem, he's going to come give you a plumbing solution. Call him, 765-610-8809, the number. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. We're going for 284 likes this morning. And if you want to donate, we love the donations. It makes us feel good. It's the kind of validation that fills my heart and my pocket. We like both. All right, let's talk about sports. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Darius Leonard on the pup list. That's physically unable to perform. He's going to open camp on the pup list. Tyquan Lewis also opening camp on the pup list. Neither of those entirely unexpected. You, you thought Darius Leonard had back surgery in June. He was never going to be ready. The timeline has always been for him to be hopefully ready for the season opener, maybe he gets a little work done in camp, but he's going to open training camp on the pup list. Same with Tyquan Lewis coming off that torn ACL, suffered on that interception return. Man, highest peak, lowest valley, right there in about two seconds time. Uh, Mike Strawn is opening on the pup list and uh, Rodney McLeod opening on the pup list. And, and the Rodney McLeod, I didn't see coming. And that's bad news for the Colts because they are thin at safety to begin with, with the retirement of Kari Willis. So really, you've got Nick Cross and you've got Julian Blackman, and you're hoping with Blackman that he's ready to go after that Achilles tear. He looked good in minicamp. He looked springy. You wouldn't have been able to tell that he had had a torn Achilles and had it surgically repaired when he went through work at minicamp. We'll see what he looks like during training camp. Um Non-physical uh, or non-football injury list, Eric Johnson, defensive tackle. So uh, there you go. They uh, acquired defensive tackle Byron Cowart. He was claimed off waivers 
from the New England Patriots. He was on uh, I, uh, the IL all year last year on IR, so I get confused. We used to have the DL in baseball, now it's the IL. You have IL in the NFL, which I get confused with with, with IR, IL, I, I don't know. They're injured. He was injured. Now, hopefully, he's not injured and he can provide a little bit of depth across that defensive line. I want to talk about that because this is really, this is the last day that we really tend to kind of be able to look back without looking at stuff in real time. I mean, tomorrow we get to talk to Greg Ballard or Chris Ballard and, uh, um, you know, a lot of, I would guess, Matt Ryan, other Colts players. And so we're going to be looking ahead starting tomorrow. But right now, let's look back. The 22 starters, in fact, 25 starters, all-timers, who participated for the Indianapolis Colts, who are those starting players at each of the positions? We'll start a quarterback. That's Peyton Manning. That one's easy, right? Manning over Locke, not a problem. Manning over Hogaboom, not a problem. Manning over Jeff George, not a problem. Running back, it gets a little bit dicier. You got to go with Edger and James. Seven seasons as an Indianapolis Colt, and he was really, really good. Hall of Fame level player, right? And the running back position is enormous for the Colts. They have always had really good running backs. You don't even think about Joseph Adai, right, on this list. Joseph Adai was pretty damn good. You don't even think about Marlon Mack. A lot of teams don't have thousand yard rushers. The Colts relentlessly have had uh, really, really good running backs. But you go with Edge getting the edge over Marshall Falk, the edge over Jonathan Taylor, although that edge, that gap is going to shrink over time. Jonathan Taylor likely, uh, if the Colts maintain him, as they didn't do with Edgerin James, as they didn't do with Marshall Falk, you know, you've got a guy who's likely to eclipse all the records that Edger and James set. Like I said, Marshall Falk traded for a second and fifth rounder to the Rams, really did his best work with the St. Louis Rams. Uh, 99 through 2001, he was really, really good. You don't even talk about Eric Dickerson, right? Eric Dickerson was really good after being acquired via trade from the Los Angeles Rams. He came to Indianapolis, had a couple of really, really nice seasons, that running back position deep, but edge, uh, I think a clear winner at that position. Three of those guys, Hall of Famers, and Jonathan Taylor is uh, kind of ebbing in that direction. All right, uh, wide receiver, these are easy. Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. Marvin, Hall of Famer. Reggie Gum, be a Hall of Famer. T.Y. Hilton, a guy who's likely to go up in the Ring of Honor at some point. And, and, and then there's a huge drop-off to the other guys. Maybe Billy Brooks is somebody you talk about is maybe, but he didn't play here. Uh, but those few seasons that he was here. He's in the ring of honor, and rightly so. Uh, tight ends. I thought it was a little bit closer between Dallas Clark and Kenny Dilger, but Dallas Clark, a clear statistical edge. Nine seasons here, 427 catches, almost 5,000 yards. Kenny... 261 catches for just over 3,000 yards. Love Ken Dilger, worked with him at WIBC, wonderful dude. Uh, But Dallas Clark, the guy. Then the offensive line, Tarek Glenn, no-brainer, going in the ring of honor this season. Quentin Nelson at left guard, that's a no-brainer. Jeff Saturday at center, another no-brainer. At right guard, a bit of a surprise. 
I exercise my personal affinity and an opportunity. This is my list. So if I want Joe Stasniak to be the starting right guard all time for the Indianapolis Colts, that's what I'm going to do. I love Joe Stasniak. He is a great dude. And so I install him as the all-time best right guard over who? Mark Lewinsky. I don't know. Um, and then Ryan Dean at right tackle, although he played a little bit of guard too. Ryan Dean, 11 years with the Colts. On the defensive side of the ball, Freeney, Buckner, Goose, Tony Saragusa at tackle, and Robert Mathis. Uh, Barry Krause at linebacker. Darius Leonard at linebacker, Gary Brackett also at linebacker. Love all three of those guys. The defensive backfield, Vontae Davis, Bob Sanders, Jason Belzer, and Ray Buchanan. There you go. And that says a lot about those teams in the 2000s that relentlessly won 12 games at the minimum a season for like seven straight years. They went to two Super Bowls. That was a really good team on both sides of the ball. A lot of guys representing that team on this list. The current team, you've got Leonard, you've got Nelson, and uh, who am I missing? Who's the other guy? Oh, DeForest Buckner. So there you go. Two guys on the defense, one on the offense. Hopefully, Jonathan Taylor elevates, and, uh, you know, maybe Ryan Kelly supplants Jeff Saturday, but that'd be a, that's kind of a long shot at this point. Braden Smith could wind up being the starting right tackle, rather than uh, Ryan Deem, but he's got a ways to go there, too. Um, Adam Vinatieri, best kicker all time. I, I, I don't care about any of the other guys. Adam was awesome. Uh, Chris Gardaki, the all-time punter. I know there's Ron Stark, but I don't care. Ron Stark used to bomb it into the end zone for touchbacks because he wanted the gross average. What, what kind of a, a guy is that, right? That's what I heard, anyway. I love Chris Gardaki. I love his wife, Sally. Worked with Sally at WIBC. Wonderful lady. Chris, wonderful guy. And the long snapper, all-time long snapper. I'm going with Matt Overton, a skosh better than uh, Luke Rhodes. So there you go. Training camp opens tomorrow. I cannot wait. Bad news for the Houston Texans. John Mechie, wide receiver out of Alabama, had a terrific year. And a guy who was really kind of undervalued in the draft went 44th to the Texans. He's been diagnosed with leukemia and is likely to miss the entire season. Uh, you know, the Texans couldn't afford bad news. They got some. Worst team in the NFL in all likelihood this coming season. John Mechie not being a part of the team, not a good thing for the, uh, for the Houston Texans. The NCAA, that, this is funny if nothing else, uh, has charged Tennessee with 18 level one violations under former coach Jeremy Pruitt. Jeremy Pruitt's wife committed violations. She gave the mother of a recruit uh, $12,500 in, I think, $500 increments uh, to cover car payments. And, and then Pruitt also gave out a bunch of cash, 18 level one violations. Pruitt has been fired, and, and the NCAA is likely to take until 2030 to adjudicate this case and issue uh, penalties. I, I have said, like, if the NCAA isn't going to penalize P 
people quickly, what is the point? Why, why even pretend to hold people accountable to a rule book when the timing of, of those penalties is so delayed that they are meaningless? I, Pruitt's gone already. What, who are you going to penalize at Tennessee? What you wind up doing is penalizing the players, right? They're penalized. The institution may be penalized in the end, but this just is typical NCAA nonsense. You got to be quicker with the penalties. You know, if if you were being ra- if you were ten and you screw up and your dad said, "Look, I'm going to give you a spanking in six years," I <laughs> what kind of penalty is that? You're like, oh. Six years, in six years, I'm going to be 16. I'm going to be able to whoop his ass. You know, that's not a penalty. Uh, the Pacers, almost $30 million under the cap, which makes them a really attractive third partner in a deal that includes Kevin Durant. So if Kevin Durant goes to the Celtics, it's really unlikely to be a two-team deal, right? They're going to have to match up salaries and whatnot. It's going to get very complicated. The Pacers, with that $30 million under the cap, become a really useful uh, partner in a deal like that. And we'll see if that comes to pass. Uh, Pacers, they've got Miles Turner. they got Buddy Heald that they're thinking about dealing. Buddy Heald is coveted by the Lakers. Nobody knows what Kyrie Irving's going to do, so you got to wait for the Kyrie thing to shake out for the Pacers to be able to move Heald potentially to L.A. And for what? We will find out. Um, Butler traveling to Italy and Greece. That's going to be fantastic. We're going to talk to Thad Mata, some players, a little bit later today about that trip and what they hope to get out of it. Is Gonzaga going to join the Big East? Evidently, conversations are ongoing. That's a lot of travel for Gonzaga. But the the thing that we don't get about travel, we think it takes kids out of the classroom. Kids aren't in the classroom at most schools. Kids are taking online classes. All of the curriculum is online, so they can take classes on a plane, they can do it in a hotel, it doesn't make any difference where they are. They're not in a physical classroom anyway. Talked to Nick Zeisloff years ago. I was like, what's it like going to class, being at Indiana, as opposed to being at Illinois State where he transferred from? He goes, class? I'm never in a classroom, I do all my work online. There you go. Uh, The Cubs, they are undefeated after the All-Star break. A, uh, a terrific performance yesterday by Jan Gomes, who showed that he does have a license to carry a bat to home plate. And that's a good thing. Jan Gomes, two home runs yesterday and a 4-3 win over the Phillies. Phillies in contention still. Uh, however, a, a sweep in Philadelphia at the hands of the Cubs. Yikes. They can't be happy about that. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? On another gorgeous Monday. Yesterday, some rain, some storms. Today, beautiful out. Gorgeous. Nice. Another great week of concerts. Zach Brown coming up on Thursday. And then the, what are they? The One Dimension, One Republic, whoever these people are. Uh, they're on Saturday. Should be a good show. Um, I've seen them before. I was in a meet and greet with them before, and I still can't remember their name. That's not a good thing. Uh, Steve Smith, happy birthday. The great Rick Ford celebrating a birthday. The progeny of the great Jack Ford. Uh, Dennis Carroll, one of the great high school basketball coaches in Indiana history, Jack Ford. Dennis Carraway, Scott Shannon, Danny Wilburn celebrating a birthday, Stephanie Barnett, Debbie Tunney, happy birthday, and the great Joe Madden celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. 
that is best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift people. Just tell them they're good. Remember in Field of Dreams, I watched this part yesterday. Burt Lancaster as Doc Graham, Moonlight Graham, he's walking back into the corn, and Ray Liotta as Shoeless Joe Jackson says, hey, hey, rookie, you were good. That looked like Burt Lancaster was about to shed a tear. That's how much a compliment can mean to somebody. Pay somebody an honest and specific compliment. Do it today. We'll talk to you later today. Bunch of stuff coming all week long. Next week, too. Camp, Butler, let's go. Let's cover this stuff.